Target CEO proves he doesn't know very much about business or what's, quote, good for society, unquote, and Kohl's becomes the latest company to think they're not Bud Light. Democrat cities around the country are becoming beacons of hope and progress, proving to all the citizens of the world that liberal progressive ideology truly is what's best for society. Just ask the dying denizens of Chicago or the companies fleeing from San Francisco like bats out of hell. Also, Jane Fonda proves once again that she had too many drugs when she was young. I'm Eric Giannis. Welcome to another episode of History's Greatest Podcast. This is The Eric Giannis Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I've got a packed show for you today, some really amazing stories for you, the absolute best stories on the market. Everyone agrees I've got the best stories, the best ratings. I'm, I'm out there fighting the fight against China and uh, the big swamp. We're going to drain the swamp. I'm doing the best. So everyone agrees you should go over to my Patreon right now and support the show. Regular listeners of this program will remember that last week we reported on the comments of business guru and man who's definitely tapped into the will of the people, CEO Brian Cornell. Less than two weeks ago, business genius and Target chief executive Brian Cornell released several transgender product lines for children. After concerns arose that Target may face a boycott similar to that faced by beer behemoth Anheuser-Busch for doing the exact same thing, CEO and guy who knows what he's doing, Brian Cornell, assured the world that transgender products for children are simply, quote, good for business, unquote. Now, 10 days after the release of their Pride Month products, the market seems to have proven Mr. Cornell very, very wrong. Target has lost more than $10 billion in value in just the previous 10 days, with a drop in its stock of more than 14%. Now, I'm no business expert like Mr. Cornell, but back when I was in business school, we were generally taught to try to get our stocks to go up in value, not down. So clearly, Mr. Cornell must be playing some long game. He must know the market data very well. After all, he is a CEO of a massive retail empire. I mean, you don't get into a position like that without a lot of merit, right? Otherwise, we'd have to believe that he became the chief executive of a major liberal company as a result of something other than merit, like politics. Almost like <laughs> almost like massive neoliberal fascist companies like BlackRock own a huge amount of shares in companies like Target and Brian Cornell only became CEO because of his political ideologies and not because of real business knowledge. But that can't be true because if it was, we'd see that kind of thing replicated across all the other major companies that BlackRock controls like Disney and CNN, Fox News, and more. For example, BlackRock controls the majority of Kohl's, and we don't see Kohl's pushing this kind of ideology. So Brian Cornell clearly knows what he's doing. It's not for us simpletons to understand, but somehow losing over a billion dollars a day is just 
quote, good for business, unquote. In other news, the failing retailer known as Kohl's is the latest company to release LGBTQIA plus minus dividend sign at and hashtag products for children. In a move that can only be described as so dumb, Kohl's released transgender-themed clothing for toddlers, including bibs and pajamas for two-month-year-olds. Yes, that's right, two-month-year-olds. You know, because before any of us can learn to eat hard food or learn how not to take a crap in our pants, we generally start exploring our sexuality and sexual identity. Before we even know how to say any words, let alone words like gender fluidity, we are already deciding that we may be gender fluid. Babies are truly remarkable things. Now, folks, it behooves me to mention that some racist white supremacists have wondered, even out loud, why it is acceptable to make sexually explicit clothing for toddlers so long as the clothing is either gay or transgender. These disturbing homophobic individuals have pointed out that the same is never true with heterosexual clothing. We never see, for example, these homophobes claim Clothing for a baby girl that says she can't wait to make some man happy as his wife. And the answer is because that would be creepy and weird. What these evil whiteys don't understand about transgender baby clothes is that transgender baby clothes are holy and good, whereas heterosexuality is oppressive and evil. Simple as that. We, as a society, have chosen to lose our minds and souls in an effort to sexualize babies. Why? Well, that's because God loves the innocent, and we need to pervert the innocent to get back at God, because Satan isn't real, and neither is God, and it's my body, my choice, and you're a racist, homophobic Nazi. I think the logic of the argument speaks for itself. Now, folks, let's move away just for a second from the patently evil and discuss instead the patently insane. I'm speaking, of course, of the Democratic Party. Now, if you're not already a card-carrying Democrat, it likely means that you're either a domestic terrorist, a Roman Catholic, or a pro-choicer, but I repeat myself. This show won't hold that against you, though, as everyone eventually comes to see that the Democrats have this country's best interests at heart. As proof, just consider the fact that 100% of dead people vote Democrat. But if you're still not convinced in this day and age that Democrat policies really are the best, I'd ask you to see that the proof is in the pudding. Consider Chicago, a city that has been in Democrat control for what feels like centuries. Chicago is a Democrat's paradise. With virtually no Republican opposition, the city gets exactly what it votes for every year. The Windy City has some of the most benevolent and progressive gun control laws of any city in the country, for example. Why? Because Democrats care about the children. Like the two-year-old girl who was one of more than 50 people in Chicago who was shot over the weekend after she found a discarded handgun in her backyard. Or the 14-year-old girl who was shot in the arm over the weekend as a gang shootout spilled into the street. 
Chicago had only 12 people shot and killed this Memorial weekend, with a measly 48 others sent to the hospital with gun wounds. I mean, those numbers have got to be better than Republican cities, right? After all, Chicago has some of the best gun control laws on the books. If that still doesn't convince you, consider the fact that over the weekend, Nordstrom and Old Navy have joined the massively growing list of companies that will no longer do business in San Francisco due to its rising crime rate and the fact that the city is literally covered in crap. Yes, like a beautiful third world country run by depraved autocrats, San Francisco, which is squarely under Democrat control, has devolved into such lawless chaos that some of this country's biggest companies can no longer afford to operate there. Whole Foods, Walgreens, T-Mobile, Nordstrom, American Airlines, and Charles Schwab are just a few of the literally hundreds of companies fleeing San Francisco and California at large. This is, of course, a great thing for the city. After all, who wants Walgreens' repressive capitalism as it tries to peddle life-saving drugs to people at affordable prices? Who would ever want Charles Schwab's evil enterprise of giving even the poorest among us access to the same investing strategies as the wealthy? Not San Francisco, and certainly not the Democrats. So folks, just consider where the success lies. I think all one needs to do is look at where the policies of these cities have taken them to see that Republicans have no idea what they're doing, but that Democrats seem to be getting exactly what they want. I don't know about you, but they've got my vote. If I still haven't convinced you, then perhaps you'll consider the wise words of actress and escaped insane asylum patient Jane Fonda. In a well-reasoned flurry of crazy statements, Miss Fonda, most notable for her career as someone who is always wrong, claimed that climate change was directly man-made. By fossil fuels, you wonder? No, climate change was directly caused by the white supremacists. That's right, folks. This ancient velociraptor who just can't seem to go away has correctly identified that the cause of that thing which doesn't exist is that other thing which no longer exists. In a statement with all the usual vagueness of climate threats, Fonda has charged society to wake up. Quote, We've got about seven, eight years to cut ourselves in half of what we use of fossil fuels. Yes, that's a direct quote. Unfortunately, the people that have the least responsibility for it are hit the hardest. Global South, people on islands, poor people of color. It is a tragedy that we have to absolutely stop, unquote. She went on to astutely analyze the cause of this great tragedy, saying, quote, it's good for us all to realize that there would be no climate crisis if there was no racism. There would be no climate crisis if there was no patriarchy. You can take anything. Racism, sexism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever. The war. If you really get into it and study it and learn about it and the history of it, everything's connected. There'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. 
close quote. Wow, just erudite analysis there from Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda, who is well known for her academic research and nuanced intellectual opinions, didn't care to mention where one could go to find all of this research linking racism to climate change. But no matter, no one would seriously question Fonda's authority as a climate scientist and expert historian, what with all of her publications and experience in these fields. As far as I'm concerned, Fonda has sufficiently demonstrated the clear link between using a crap load of drugs as a Hollywood actor and forming outrageous opinions which you spew onto an unassuming American populace. The evidence, I think, is in. Well, that's all I have for you today, listeners. Thanks so much for simply following the science. I'm Eric Yannis, hoping you had a great Memorial Day, and this has been another episode of The Eric Yannis Show. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.